Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Course in Miracles podcast. Coming to you with lesson 176 and a brand new condenser microphone. It's, I actually had the condenser microphone, but I had to figure out how to set it up in GarageBand. So I might experiment with the other microphone I have. It was a bit of a mind blank, mind mind flip, trying to get this whole microphone thing sorted out. And it turned out just to be this very strange glitch in GarageBand. GarageBand was just being temperamental with me. So without further ado, Lesson 176. Thank you for your patience again on the couple of uh, lackluster episodes, at least as far as the sound is concerned. Perfectionism will paralyze you, side note. So just carry on with whatever you're committed to. You might not always do it perfect, but taking the action is incredibly important if there is, in fact, an action to take. So without further ado, Lesson 176, God is but love, and therefore so am I. And then you say, you repeat Lesson 161 to yourself, give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. And then you say, God is but love, and therefore so am I. And then you repeat Lesson 162 to yourself, I am as God created me. And then again, you repeat to yourself, God is but love, and therefore so am I. And it's not going to hurt, it's not going to hurt you to just repeat this as often as you can throughout the day at the Beginning, I believe that it was the beginning of the last review, not review five, but re review four, where the, there was an introduction to the, the, the previous section, I believe, and it said, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour spent with your creator in the morning will not be enough. So consider that if you're a person who doesn't have kids, or maybe your kids are grown, or maybe you, you have a luxurious enough life, a, a, lux a luxurious enough of a life where you get to do something like listen to the Course in Miracles podcast every day, that you may also have time to spend with God. So consider that having time to spend with God is a luxury, and it's a luxury to be honored. I drove to the desert uh, Friday, yesterday afternoon, and spent the night just in like a like a holiday inn out, out in the desert near Joshua Tree. I just needed to get out. And it's about a two and a half hour drive and I didn't even have music on for a large portion of the drive. I just wanted to listen to the messages that God had to say or to deliver to me. Driving can be so beautifully hypnotic if you're not stuck in traffic. I love getting on the highway and going fast, not too fast, setting the cruise control at like 75, and just no music, and just be present. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, thank you all, Miracle Workers. Thank you for your commitment. The download numbers have actually gone back up. So they were down to about 125 per episode, and now they're back up to like, last time I checked, they were back up to like 147, I think. So we lost a few people, and then it looks like a bunch of people played catch-up. So people are listening, and I love each and every one of you for listening. Thank you for who you are in the world. Thank you for your commitment to making this world a better place via the path or by embracing the path of the miracle worker. 
This is no idle fantasy. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. broadcaster and we all have an opportunity nowadays to broadcast but you have to be careful regarding what you're broadcasting now i was not respond i've said this many times and i'll probably say it again but i was not that responsible during covid when with, with what i was broadcasting i was i was using i was projecting a lot and i was aligning probably a little too much with the right-wing media which we'll probably come back to at some point um although i do find a lot of their points currently to be valid. Um, but I was not coming from a place of unconditional love in my broadcasts. And I wasn't necessarily coming from a place of understanding in my broadcasts. And it's really challenging nowadays to honor all sides, to honor all sides of the story. Some, some, some people's sides are, are valid and, and, you know, some no. It's certain aspects of people's sides of the story are often valid. It's <laughs> funny. I was check out the the. I was listening to an interview with this this grand. I think he's like a grand dragon or a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan on the Soft White Underbelly YouTube channel. I don't know if Soft White Underbelly has a podcast. Um, also, but Soft White Underbelly. Um, YouTube channel, and I'm going to actually look up the guy's name. Hold on. His name is Mark uh, Laita, L-A-I-T-A. And, the you know, the I didn't get the meaning for the 
title of Softway Underbelly until recently. As um, he interviews all kinds of people, he interviews like crackheads and meth addicts and prostitutes and porn actors and gangbangers and former gangbangers. And I was watching this interview. I'll get back to the, dra- the Grand Dragon stuff here in a minute. But I was t- listening to this interview of this guy in New Jersey who murdered, it wasn't even an interview, this guy's just telling his story. Sometimes he interrupts them and asks them questions, or sometimes he asks them questions, and sometimes, sometimes he just lets them go. But there was this episode of this guy telling the story about how he was viciously <clears throat> molested in a small town, Stillwater, New Jersey, I believe was the name of the town. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was... um. He was molested by a very trusted community member and a person who was a member of the police department and one of the the jailers in the town. So he was in charge of jailing people. And this guy was just this total sicko, sadist molester. And after he molested him this one time, he he beat the he beat his own dog to death in front of this guy. And so this guy went and he became an alcoholic. He went and became a heroin addict. He went on this rampage and he never had the courage to talk about it, even though his dad asked him about it. And there were rumors about this guy being a molester and and all that stuff. And then 30 years later, he, I can't remember how it went down, but he encountered, I believe he encountered him. He basically just bum rushed this guy in his own home and slit his throat, beat him and slit his throat. And then was arrested subsequently, and there were members of the police department who came to him when he was in the cell, and they were like, we're sorry. We knew, we've known about this guy for all these years, and we're sorry we never protected you. So they basically told him, shut up. Don't say anything. And he ended up doing five years. I believe they gave him a plea bargain, and he ended up doing five years for manslaughter and then um, became a motivational speaker after that. And it comes back to the title, Soft White Underbelly. So here's this guy. He's this big, kind of scary-looking, tough guy with a New Jersey accent, an East Coast accent, and he's got this soft white underbelly. He was was in so much pain. He was in so much freaking pain the whole time. And so he presents to the world this, this gruff exterior, but underneath he's really just this terrified, scared, little molested child, like for real. And so back to this Grand Dragon guy, this Grand Dragon guy is just, he's just, he's just an idiot redneck. He just, he just, I've, this is a person who does not know any better, you know? He's like, they just need to stop giving, exporting the jobs to China, which that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like there is validity to the concern. It's valid to be concerned about American labor being exported to China. And the, the basically, the Chinese, Chinese labor is basically slave labor. It is basically, you're paying these people like pennies an hour or a couple dollars an hour to put together transistors or iPhone parts or whatever the hell, right? So this person this grand dragon or grand wizard or whatever, he's wearing this all green, like decked out, tricked out. He's got this totally tricked out green KKK outfit on with the cone and everything. And, uh, and he's like, you know, the, 
trying to do an impression. You know, back back in the '60s, the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, they was involved in all, in violence. Some certain certain chapters of the KKK, especially in Mississippi, was involved in violence, and it really gave the Klan a bad name. I just believe that God wants the races to be separate. Ain't ain't nothing make me angrier than a little yellow child walking around. A, when a black person breeds with a white person, I believe, you know, it's just like this guy is just a fucking moron. He's just, he's so stupid. And I don't believe that he's necessarily a violent human being. It's like, we, we ain't really, vi- we ain't violent no more. We just believe in the separation. This guy's IQ is probably about, I don't know, 85, 90 on a good day. And I'm not, obviously, the Magic Pisces podcast does not condone the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) The The Magic Pisces podcast does not condone the separation of the races. But it was really interesting because this guy in this this guy in his heart, fucking, he believes in what he's doing, and so there's an opportunity to be right hateful. And and it's interesting, too, because he wasn't really all that... He wasn't, like, a hateful. He wasn't like, I hate N-words, and I want to kill every one of them. He wasn't like that. He's just kind of like, I just believe that them races should be separate from one another. You know, it's like, okay, okay, whatever, dude. You don't bother me, and I ain't going to bother you. And and um, he was talking about Trump, and, you know, it's just nothing that... Like, everything he said made sense, and he was a complete fucking moron, <laughs> And he was also, he had this almost like innocence about him. You could see the child in him. And that's what this podcast, that's what the Softweight Underbelly YouTube channel, he actually does have a podcast, I just looked it up. That's sort of what it does. It gives you the opportunity to see sort of, he he has this amazing way of demonstrating or show or or, um, supporting people in demonstrating their own innocence. Their soft white underbelly, and um, it's really fascinating. Like I've been trying to connect. It's really fascinating to try to see the innocence in human beings, right? Um, I've been, you know, I just moved into this new place in this beautiful. It's just this cool space. It's totally clean energetically. It's right in right on the Pacific Coast Highway in Encinitas, California. I was living in Oceanside for a few years, three years, and I was basically done wrong. Like, the people who I was living next to, first of all, they were awful. It was just these these two women who were just really disgusting demonstrations of what it means to be a neighbor. They had these three barking dogs right outside my window, and the um, the landlords, I've probably talked about this before, but the landlords that who I shared this house with, basically, I had like a sectioned off section of their house. They divided their house up into a multiple unit residency. And um, and when I asked them before I moved in about dog noise, I'm like, do the dogs in this neighborhood bark at night? And she was just like, no, 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 they don't bark at night. It's quiet at night. Well, that was a fucking lie. That was just, that was such a bald-faced lie. By the way, the term is bald-faced. It's not bold-faced. It's B-A-L-D. I had no idea. It's bald-faced lie. She told me a bald-faced lie and, and then sort of 
her and her husband, who are these supposedly spiritual people, they then proceeded to gaslight me every time I threw a little fit. It would be like, oh, it's not, you're crazy. You need to, you need to go vegan. You need to eat more vegetables. That's basically kind of what they said is, you're, this is your problem. This isn't a neighborhood problem or a, a problem that our tenants have that we will then advocate for them in, in, in uh, addressing, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you're, you're crazy. No, those three barking dogs that are like 20 feet from where your head rests at night that bark at 1245 at night, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong about that. Like, you're crazy. And it was just like, ah! And then faith without works is dead. So I had to, I decided on Christmas Eve when they barked for, I don't know, literally they barked from like, they had this big, disgusting, gaudy, Christmas display, you know, like, like imagine uh, Clark W. Griswold in Christmas Vacation 3. They've got one of those going on. Literally almost that absurd. It's not quite as serious as Clark W. Griswold's, but it's up there. And I think they went out drinking or something on Christmas Eve. I think they're alcoholics. I think they went out drinking and they left their dogs out on the balcony, which is where the dogs bark from, which is right above my bedroom and also like my family room. And so every time these people, like the neighborhood people would bring their children by to see this amazing Christmas display, they're like going to get a little bit, this is so funny, talk about the innocence of human beings, you know, like there's like a little family of four with like these two little kids and they're, they're taking their kids who probably begged them to take them by the Christmas display on Christmas Eve so that they could have an amazing Christmas Eve night and they they go by the Christmas display and they're feeling the Christmas, the Christmas spirit and they probably just went to church or maybe they're going to a midnight service, but first they're going to go on a walk past the beautiful Christmas display that these two women have put in, up in the neighborhood because they care so much about the neighborhood. Well, guess what happens when the, when the family walks past the Christmas display? The dogs bark. Right? So this went on for the duration of Christmas Eve. And all I wanted to do on Christmas Eve is some yoga. I just wanted to do some kundalini yoga, some meditation, some Christmas Eve prayers, talk to JC. You know, hey, JC, I, I realize that this is the eve of the night you were born and the wise men and the virgin, all that shit. I just wanted to be with JC on Christmas Eve. Oh, no, 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 no. So I lost my shit. And basically gave notice to my, I think I gave notice to my landlords that I was going to move one or two days later. I gave them 30 days notice. Three, four, five days later, after looking at three, four, five places, I found this epic place. So I had to take the action, or I had to get clear on what I wanted. I had to get clear on the fact that this isn't working for me. Then I had to give the, the notice to my landlord, which was a giant leap of faith. I've heard it said recently that you have to have faith and that from a place of faith, you have to take action. And from a, a place of faith and having taken action, you will then get a, the result that God delivers to you, the universe, whatever, delivers to you, and then you will trust God or the universe. So there were... And now, looking back on it, I have to see my landlords, these total, these total liars, <laughs> and these, these two women that live next door to them with their Christmas play, I have to see them as innocent children. I have to see their soft, white underbelly. Or I can just suffer and be resentful and hate them. And, you know, there was another person 
this this really tall trans woman, I might have mentioned her before, who I, I didn't share a wall with, but she like lived in the same little compound that I lived in. And I saw her all the time. I'd pay her to come clean my place. And she hit my car <laughs> and caused $2,200 damage and wouldn't fix it. So I'm like in this horrifically dysfunctional environment and, and the landlords are not really defending her, but I brought it to their attention that this their tenant, who's also, I'm also their tenant and she's their tenant. I brought to their attention that their tenant hurt my car. <laughs> and, you know, they, I don't think they ever addressed it, but I planted the seed, you know, like, whatever. I felt that perhaps it was necessary that they know who they're dealing with. But anyway, I got, I got now five people, the landlords, this husband and wife-ish couple, I think they're married, um, and then I've got the two women next door, and then there are three dogs. So that's like six beings to forgive. And the dogs are innocent, obviously. I still have to forgive them, though. And then I've got, the, I've got the other woman, Christina. So I've got some forgiveness work to do. Or, you know, this part of me just wants to slash her fucking tires. Like, I will, I will take revenge on your car for the damage you incurred on mine, you fucking bitch. There's a part of me that really, really wants to do that. But that will only perpetuate the cycle of suffering, right? I have a soft white underbelly as well. And I'm very often, um, people often refer to me as mysterious or standoffish or whatever. I'm just protecting my soft white underbelly, just like all of us are at any, at, at, at some time or another. So thank you so much for listening to Magic Prices podcast. I may or may not be broadcasting more. I've just settled into this new place. I'm very inspired uh, lately. So thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. God song. One, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foil. China heroin, the cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train, and the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets, and the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends, the hookers and the junkies and the other deviants, they beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when. It came shining through dusty blinds in a dim lit room, and I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. It was that sweet, 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 the sweetest of surrenders. Sweet, 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 the sweetest of surrenders. Sweet, sweet. My truth is my truth is my truth is
God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came. Truth.